Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. If you would like to get a hold of me, you can always shoot me over an email at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. You can also catch me over on Instagram at ladydoubledogusmc. I do have a backup account, but as I've been warning you, I'm thinking about taking it down. Um, So if you want to know it right now, it's Conservative Mama Podcast, but I don't really think they're going to censor me. I don't think I'm big enough for for them to even worry about, which is kind of good, right? Then I can kind of fly under the radar. We can keep it our close personal secret. And who knows? Maybe they will just leave us the heck alone. I don't know. Okay, so in keeping with our creepy Friday theme as we approach Halloween, ah, look at me, I'm Dr. Seuss. Um, I've got some lady in white stories. Okay, so haunted theaters, haunted mansions. The lady in white seems to show up just about everywhere. Whether you are in uh, the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri, or you are right here in town, Um, at the Coronado Theater, there always seems to be a lady in white story, right? So real quickly, the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis, Missouri was a, uh, a, is a beautiful house. It's absolutely on my bucket list of haunted places I want to go see. Um, It has suffered a lot of tragedies. I mean, a ridiculous number of family members shot themselves to death um, and, and, died either in the house or on the property. So that's very, very tragic. It starts off well, they they make a fortune, and then all of a sudden everybody uh, just seems to find misfortune. But one of the most famous ghosts at Lemp Mansion is this lady in white who is frequently seen on the staircase, the main staircase. It's up for grabs who she is. Um, there's several candidates, but, uh, you know, she is this figure that people occasionally capture on camera. Um, there's kind of a funny Fox 2 story out there that um, somebody alleges that they captured the lady in white and then uh, somebody else right, wrote into the station that said, um, no, I'm an actress with uh, a, a local theater group. We do... Uh, theater play up uh, theater plays yeah well you know they do plays and stuff inside the limp mansion probably murder mysteries and so on and uh 99 sure that was me so is she the lady in white is is she somebody and I, i'm not really sure i don't know if you can walk up to the mansion put your camera against the windows and take pictures um but one could surmise that whomever was taking the picture that swore up and down that they didn't see anybody standing on the staircase uh, wasn't actually in the mansion proper, right? So they were probably outside. 
but it, since I'm not really sure about the layout of the land, I'm not sure if you could just walk up to the windows and look in. They might be higher off the ground than I think. I don't know. Um, if you can hear my intern in the background, he is so over this. He, he, he's unamused by our storytelling. So anyway, let's bring it a little bit closer to home. At least here in Rockford, um, we have one lady in white at the Coronado Theater, and we have two ladies in white along the Rock River. We've got about five good candidates who might be a lady in white there um, regarding the river. Uh, we're not sure who they are, but they are on separate sides of the river. So on the east side of the river, there's a lady in white who is seen, and on the west side of the river, they also have a lady in white. So it's almost like a battle of ladies in white. But I say we have some five good candidates because I'm pretty sure uh, if memory serves me, um, we've had at minimum uh, five women who in the Victorian era, for reasons not entirely clear, walked into the river and ended their life tragically, right? So we're not, like I said, we're not sure who these ladies are. Uh, nobody seems to get a very clear glimpse of them. But, um, you know, we have some candidates, at least for the river ladies, right? But for the Coronado, and I have yet to meet any theater that doesn't purport to be haunted. But having spent quite a bit of time in the dark, in the Coronado, um, on these various tours, uh, I can tell you it is absolutely haunted. Um, it's wonderfully haunted. It's haunted by past actors. It's haunted by past staff. It's even uh, haunted by the owners of the theater. So wonder, wonderfully haunted, if you ask me. And they're all pretty friendly. So, um, you know, you don't usually have this feeling of, of, you know, get out. You have to run out of there. So who is the lady in white? at the theater. Well, um, if you are so inclined, you can look her up. There should be, I believe there's a Google photograph of her. She's actually been photographed uh, towards the back of the house as if she's walking past the doors in the lobby headed towards um, the main entrance. There is some thoughts that uh, she is Mrs. Van Buren. Um, there are some thoughts that maybe she is just an actress. There are some thoughts that um, she is, uh, you know, could just be somebody from outside who had come in and loved the theater so much she decided to spend her afterlife there. We're not sure. But um, like I said, you can Google these photographs. Uh, you should be able to find it. She is definitely in the doorway. It looks like she is walking um you can see her left side. Her hair is brown and it's up kind of in one of those uh, bouffant kind of buns that they wore back towards the late 1800s. Um, but needless to say, she has been seen by more than one individual inside the theater. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, um, that is the only photograph of her. But, um, you know, it is compelling. It's, it's really interesting. And you'd be surprised to know that the picture was taken in broad daylight. So it looks like ghosts don't have to wait till nighttime or full moon or creepy Halloween to show up. So that being said, um, she's also not the only ghost inside the theater. Like I said, there were actors, there are patrons, and of course there are, uh, I'm sorry, did I say Van Buren? Them Van Maters. Ugh, unbelievable. Such an amateur um, the Van Maters actually built the the theater back in the 1920s. It is the one of the only remaining um, uh, 
atmospheric theaters left. So what that means is the uh, ceiling of the theater actually changes colors. It can look like a sunset or a sunrise. It's it's really impressive, especially when you consider how old this theater actually is. So um, the Van Maters built this thing um, back in the 1920s. It is unbelievable as far as architecture. I think I've already covered that. Uh, it is just a wonderful example of that Rococo over the top, uh, glorious um, uh theater experience you walk in and everything is gilted in in gold and there's chandeliers and there's you know mirrors and everything so you walk in and you feel like a million dollars as you go and find your seat Um, so the van maters also had a uh, an apartment that is adjacent to the theater it's all part of the building um, because they loved it so much they stayed right there on the property and the apartment has been wonderfully restored and kept it is original it is beautiful art deco um, and it shows their impeccable taste when you come out of the theater and you go into their apartment it's a little bit um understated really it's not over the top it's not you know liberace inside the uh, the apartment um, it's still very tastefully done, but it's not all this gilted, uh, you know, glitter, glam, all of that. It's just, it's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The Van Maters are there uh, with their dog, and uh, it is, like I said, it is uh, considered that perhaps the Lady in White is Mrs. Van Mater herself, but uh, nobody really knows for sure. There is a tragedy that occurred there. Um, I believe it was a Chinese uh, actor, Japanese actor. I can't remember exactly. Um, He was, I I think he was an acrobat and he was doing uh, some warm-ups. He was, you know, doing some acrobatic tricks. And I think all of that went well during the warm-up. But then when he uh, was on live stage, uh he fell to his death. So that happened. Um, and oftentimes when you're on stage, you get this creepy feeling like, Ooh, I'm not alone. It's unsafe. Um, especially when you kind of look towards the spiral staircase leading up towards the catwalks. Um, it's a very interesting, uh, uh, I don't know, environment. There's also, uh, the ghost dog. So is it the Van Mater dog? I don't know. But um, it, you know, for our animal lovers out there and not to be outdone, uh, the ghost dog likes to show up whenever they do some type of production that involves another dog, such as the Wizard of Oz. So if there's a Toto and Toto runs across the stage or whatever, you can bet that if you are a stagehand or if you are a maintenance worker or if you are in the theater after hours and uh, there's nobody around, there's no dog there, um, they often hear the sound of a barking dog. It seems, like I said, to only occur if there is a dog in the theater, but um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, right? You don't hear—I don't think you hear a lot of uh, animal ghost stories. So anyway, um, one of my favorite stories is for this poor maintenance worker. He was making some repairs on the house chairs, I believe. 
And I think he was reupholstering them. So he's spending long hours inside the theater. He's pretty much alone. And, um, you know, he's got his tools and everything. And he would frequently go to lunch and come back and find the tools were moved around. So uh, that kind of tipped him off that maybe he wasn't alone. Um, He also, uh, I think, has seen an apparition in the... um, in the uh, the house there, so on, actually it was in the balcony. Looking down, there is reports of a stern-looking man who uh, is standing in the balcony and watching the goings-on. Um, I don't think he was stern-looking in that moment, but I have heard that this person uh, will show up if you have like a paranormal team and they're being a little rowdy or disrespectful in some way. Um, or maybe they've just overstayed their welcome. Uh, I can't remember the team, but uh, they claimed that they were, you know, they were finishing up for the night. Um, they were cracking some jokes, and uh, you know, they've seen the stern man up there. One of my my favorite instances with the stern man is, uh, I think it was the um, the stagehands after the the play had ended. They had a, a, a play that involved some dry ice, and so the stagehands were throwing the dry ice on the stage and watching it explode, and they were having a good time um, all up until they kind of got this chill down their spine, and uh, the, the air and atmosphere kind of changed, and they looked up to the balcony, and here's this stern man uh, staring down at them with a look of absolute, uh, you know... Um, dislike. He did not like what he was seeing. So they chalked it up to being Mr. Van Mater, uh, decided that they had had enough for the night and headed out, which was probably good. Um, He put a lot of love and energy into that theater. So if you're going to go around throwing dry ice, um, probably Mr. Van Mater doesn't appreciate your antics. Um, Also, if you go up to the second floor, you can... uh, make your way back towards the piano, which is actually uh, near the front of the theater, right as you would come in through the lobby, right? Um, And near that piano, you can frequently smell perfume. And it's a very distinct perfume. Uh, I believe it was worn by um, either Mrs. Van Mater or one of the secretaries who worked there. I can't, I cannot, oh, you think I would have researched this a little bit more, but I'm running off of memory here, folks. Anyway, Um, I have been in a group of people as we walked through the beautiful theater and um, come to find out everybody in the group smelled the perfume except for me. So to this day, I have never smelled the beautiful perfume. It's a a floral perfume. Um, It's like I said, it's very distinct. They know which perfume it was that she wore um, and they have a bottle of it on display, um, but you know, you can't take it out of the case and sniff it. So I really don't know what it smells like. And I'm, I'm pretty reclamped. Everybody around me smelled it, but not me. So you know what they say, if you smelt it, right? Um, also, if you go in to the main lobby and uh, you kind of turn around and look back the way you, come, you came in, you will see a fantastically large uh, mirror, this hugely ornate mirror. And of course, the mirror faces the, um, the, the hallway towards the theater and the second floor balcony. 
Um, and I don't mean the balcony that overlooks the stage. I'm talking about their, you know, the kind of catwalk balcony that, um, you can walk right up to and look down and watch all the people walking in. It's said that if you stand in front of the mirror and you look, uh, behind you on the balcony will stand, um, Mr. Van Meter. He's loves to, he used to love to watch the folks come in and it turns out in the afterlife, it sounds like he still does. Now, according to my husband, um, he feels he saw Mr. Van Mater and I remember being there one night and, um, I saw, you know, and my husband is not a believer. Like it has to happen to him for him to believe it, right? He's one of those guys. So he was standing there and he looked into the mirror and then he looked over his shoulder and then he looked back at the mirror and then he looked back over his shoulder. Uh, he did this a couple of times and I asked him, I said, well, what are you doing? And he was, I could have sworn I saw somebody standing on the balcony um, when I looked in the mirror, but there's nobody there. And I just chuckled because he didn't know the story, but I knew the story. So that's when I related to him. I said, well, you probably just saw Mr. Van Mater. So what does it all mean? Are all theaters haunted? Are they just kind of a whimsical place that actors wish to return to because, you know, you can live many lives. It's like Shakespeare says, you know, or said, uh, all the world is a stage. Is it, is it that? Is it the appeal of, of, you know, getting to grow up and essentially be, you know, paid to play make-believe? Um, you know, I know I did theater in high school. I absolutely loved it. Uh, so maybe I, I can't imagine a more, uh, fun afterlife if if you're stuck on earth I guess right you can play in the theater and and be whatever you wish to be and of course you get to play uh, pranks on folks um, for all eternity who knows maybe maybe they're not enjoying it but you would think that um, you're in a beautiful location and you get to see people frequently you get to see countless uh, plays and musicals and you know whatever venue they're putting on at the time you'd probably get to partake of all of that. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, I know that I've had some strange experiences there. Um, people have reported disembodied voices in the bathroom. Um, a good friend of mine, she, uh, she'll be on the other podcast with me. Um, she talked about hearing uh, people talking in the bathroom and then walking through the bathroom. And she was, uh, she was with one other person, but uh, it wasn't them that... Uh, was responsible for the strange voices. So there's a lot of talk like that, a lot of voices in the bathrooms, um, a lot of strange activity in the green rooms. Um, it just, it's a great place. So if you can get to the, uh, Rockford area here this Halloween, um, the, the tour group I work with, we no longer are allowed access um, simply because the city owns the property now. So um, it's no bad blood, but the city uh, wants to do it themselves, which, you know, good for you. They want to charge us, you know, $2,000 an hour uh, to do a tour through there. Um, so I can't even imagine what that would translate to uh, ticket costs for people. But we really enjoyed our time uh, putting them on the map, if you will. It was us that put them on the map for haunted locations. Uh, we really got them to embrace their their ghosts and open up to the public and and have these tours. Uh, and honestly, it was it was one pretty cheap way that 
fellow Rockfordians could get into the theater. A lot of people have never been in there. The ticket prices are very pricey. Um, it's not like when you go to Chicago, right? Uh, Chicago will run shows for, you know, a week, two weeks, months at a time, depending, right? Um, so their ticket prices are pretty reasonable, but here they do it one night and one night only. So their ticket prices skyrocket, um, very, very quickly. Uh, and I don't think that's fair. There's a lot of people here in town that have never seen this beautiful gem that we call the Coronado theater. So whether it's history or it's haunted, whatever would bring you there, um, it's, it's absolutely worth going inside and seeing, uh, how, it used to be and how theater live theaters should be today, right? It's absolutely worth it. So we do miss our time in there, but we couldn't, we couldn't pass that cost along to our guests. We just couldn't do it. Um, and, and honestly, the, the theater is doing it themselves now. So if you get here, you know, I don't know when they do it during Halloween, but, uh, usually they run a couple of tours during the, the week, and um, you can kind of go in there and spend an hour walking through. And they give you the history, probably a little more history than Haunt, but um, it is a lot of fun to go in there and check it out. And who knows? There have been so many personal experiences uh, that have come back out of that place that um, you might be one of them. So I don't know, folks. That's it for me tonight. Um, I know it has been kind of, it's cutting it a little short, I know, but um, it's been kind of a wild week. Uh, you know, I am ready to kick my feet up, pour myself a drink, have a little food, and um, just chill out for this weekend. <laughs> so hopefully you guys are too. Enjoy your weekend. I really appreciate you listening to me. Thank you so much. Stay deplorable, patriots, and we will talk to you again on Thursday.